The Carolina Hurricanes are one win away from advancing to the Eastern Conference semifinals as they split games three and four with the New York Islanders over the weekend. We talk about those games all in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday afternoon. And this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And folks, it's time to recap games three and four because I feel like these games got to go hand in hand. And because you look at game three and what went wrong there, the Hurricanes corrected that in game four. So we're going to quickly go through game three and then dive into game four and then look ahead to game five. And now in game three, this was a very frustrating game uh, because, you know, you look at uh, what the Hurricanes uh, we're doing in this game now first off before we even get into all this uh one thing i do need to mention is that the hurricanes also called up a whole bunch of guys from the ahl now obviously in game four we did see uh mckenzie mckiernan uh slot into the lineup there but you know i do want to address all those guys uh real quick before we dive into everything and you know, because I think you know a lot of folks are kind of freaking out about it. Um, and this was all ahead of game three, as they did recall uh several guys. They recalled Jameson Rees, Ryan Suzuki, obviously, Sachinko, uh, then Pano God, I can never pronounce his name. Uh Panomarov. <laughs> And then, of course, Max Lajaw and Mackenzie McKiernan. And then we also have, oh, man, I am totally going to butcher his name. So we're not even going to uh, attempt it. Uh, but, you know, they did uh, recall several guys from the AHL. And I think, you know, with that, it is just precaution. You know, we're having a lot of guys go down with injury. I think they're just, hey, let's just have these guys ready to go in Raleigh or, you know, just to have these guys ready to go in the event that they need them, like they did end up needing uh, one guy. So I think it's just a precautionary measure. That's it. Not don't freak out or anything like that. It's going to be okay. Uh, but diving into game three, uh, the first period of game three was good. And that's the thing. You know, a lot of this game, pretty even. Yeah, and really up until about the final five six minutes of this game really it's pretty even the first period definitely was more hurricanes you know they felt like they did everything they could in that first period other than just score a goal you know they that was really their period and then you get into the second period it would end up being you know more of the islanders uh period you know the but 
you're still ending that period tied. You know, rather than zero zero, you're tied at one one. And you get into the third period, it was more the same. Really, you know, just these teams really evenly matched, and you know, neither giving each other anything at all. Really, up until those final five minutes or so, when the wheels just fell off for the Hurricanes, they really could not stay out of the box in the third period in its entirety and it just felt like er the world just came crashing down in those uh final five minutes because you know the islanders scored four goals in those last five minutes uh to take home the 5-1 win in that game and you know a big thing with that again yeah they couldn't stay out of the box there in that third period and the penalty kill can only do but so much you give them five opportunities throughout the game they're gonna score you look at game two uh when you know the islanders just kept committing penalty after penalty after penalty the one where table got his hand broken on that slashing uh no call you take that many penalties you're eventually gonna get give up something and then you know the islanders end up taking advantage of a power play goal and the wheels just kind of kept falling off from there. You know, it was wrist shot, empty net goal. And it, it just wasn't pretty. Uh, it wasn't pretty at all. You know, you look at when it was two, one, you're like, okay, maybe they could, maybe the hurricanes can do something. Even, you know, at three, one, you're kind of looking at, you know, cause the hurricanes, they've done that kind of thing before, but it just got to the point where it's just like, this is over. It, this is over. And, it was a very frustrating way to end the game because, yeah, I know it's not like you know the regular season where you'd still end up with a point or anything like that. If you go overtime, loss is a loss. It doesn't matter here. But it really felt like, okay, this game is at least going to go to overtime. But that wasn't the case. The wheels just fell off for the Hurricanes. And, you know, the power play also didn't show up for the Hurricanes. You know, special teams wins games. And, with this series, it is very much came down to special teams. Yeah, they had the one uh, shorthanded goal in this game, which is great. That was something, if you remember back to the series preview, Gil said that that would be you know, something that the Hurricanes would need to take advantage of uh, for the Islanders. And they did. And that's great. And I was really happy about that at the time. But again, wheels just kind of fell off. But they did not win the special teams battle in game three. And that's why they lost. They went over four on the power play and could not stay out of the box in the third period. So, yeah, they're going to lose that game. And, you know, you also figure they're playing at the time we're playing in Long Island. You're also you're listening to that game. If you're watching that game, if you're at that game. You know, the crowd was very loud uh, for that game. So, yeah, that's something that the Islanders are feeding off of, just like. Here in Raleigh, the Hurricanes feed off of that kind of stuff. So it just, the Hurricanes, they just did not show up in that game. And it looked like last playoff season. Can't play on the road. And they couldn't get the job done. Wheels fell off. You know, the, the home team was, you know, yeah, it was an evenly matched game, but the home team ended up coming out on top. And, it felt like a repeat of last year. We're like, oh, here we go again. But thankfully, come game four, things did turn around, and the Hurricanes kind of took all of that frustration from game three and took it into game four. And that's where you know, the Hurricanes played a really good team game. And 
came away with the win. And now they're on the brink of winning the series. And we will talk about last night's game or yesterday afternoon's game. Excuse me. It was a matinee. And we will talk about that game right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, it is time to talk about game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events can be stressful. You know, if it's playoffs, it's concert, whatever. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all of your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Again, playoffs are going on right now. If you're a Hurricanes fan, if you're an Islanders fan, or a fan of another team, I know the Hornets aren't in the playoffs, but if you're a fan of one of the NBA teams that are still in, a lot of concerts coming up. You know, it's starting to get nice out. You're getting all those spring and summer tours coming through. Game time is here to help you out with that because with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. I got a whole bunch of concerts coming up that I'm going to. I'm really, really looking forward to that. So forget playing months in advance game day game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event so get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and much much more the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best prices if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference so get images of your seat before you buy. That's always great. You want to know where you're sitting before you end up getting there. Buy tickets in just a matter of seconds, two taps. You're all set and ready to go. And tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email. I've had to do that before and it is not fun. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now diving into game four, folks. This was big turnaround from game three. The Hurricanes, they played a really, really good team game here. They capitalized on the power play opportunities that they're given. We're, again, just saying in game three, heading and even previewing the series, that special teams was going to be really, really important for whoever was going to win the series, whether it's the Hurricanes, whether it's the Islanders. Special teams is going to be really, really important. And the Hurricanes went two for five on the power play in game four. And that's big. That's uh, big for them. Yeah, we've dealt with very poor, very poor power play performance. From this team, more times than I can count. We, If you've listened to this show for a long time, you know just the frustration we've had with this power play and the fact that it was able to show up and be really good. They also were able to stay out of the box for the most part in this game. Kind of like midway through the first period, you know, you had three penalties there, but your penalty kill is as good as it is. They were able to show up get those penalties killed off. And that's really good for the Hurricanes there. And then they stayed out of it, you know, for the remainder of the first through the second, through the third. That was big because I do feel that that was something that, you know, hurt them in game three is, you know, they just couldn't stay out of the box in the third. Islanders got momentum on their side. They got that power play goal. 
and then they just kept rolling, kept rolling. Wheels fell off for the Hurricanes, and you know, we ended up with what we ended up with in Game 3, but Game 4 definitely was uh, the opposite of that. They played a really good team game as well. Again, penalty kill showing up, power play showing up, offense, defense, you know, everything, goaltending, everything was showing up there. It wasn't just you know coming from offense wasn't going through uh, the defense when you had Seth Jarvis get two goals, you have Martin Natchez, you have uh, McKenzie as well. You know, all these guys showing up. I don't even believe you. I'd have to look at the box score of that game, but I believe it was, yeah, it was all forwards for that game. And you look at the, um, you know, guys that were chipping in there, you know, for your defenseman setting up those shots, Brent Burns, Brady Shea. Brent Pesci, guys that you're wanting to set up your shots, Brent Burns especially, doing what he does best. And that's the thing. The Hurricanes did what they do best in this game. And that's really important for the Hurricanes. But we did haven't seen any updates as of 12.09 p.m. here on Monday afternoon. But looking like we may be without Jack Drury now as well with a potential concussion. But... The Hurricanes, they are doing what they need to do in this game. And that's really, really big. Again, physicality was brought again in game four and game three as well. And the Hurricanes were able to stick between the whistles for the most part and not get drugged down to the Islanders level because we've been seeing that a lot this series of the Islanders bringing a bit extra to uh, get under the Hurricanes' skin and get in their heads. The Hurricanes aren't stooping to that level, and then they're having pretty dominant games like this. You know, going into the uh, third period, it was three nothing. It was either three nothing or four nothing heading into. Yeah, it was three nothing heading into the third. But again, the Islanders they didn't roll over. You know, they ended up netting two goals there in the third. Uh, with one of them also being a shorthanded goal, which, you know, that was Bo Horvat's, uh, the final goal of the game. You know, shorthanded goals, you know, those are hard to come by. And, you know, kudos to the Islanders for taking advantage of that opportunity because that could be something that, like, hey, you know, let's try to recreate this in, you know, the next game for them. But on the flip side, that's going to be something the Hurricanes need to make sure they're not allowing that because, those goals are so hard to come by. You don't want to do that. You don't want to give up shorthanded goals. And, you know, Islanders made it even for that. But, you know, with, uh, you know, Sebastian Ajo's goal in this game, he ended up passing Eric Stahl on the all-time, you know, goal playoff goal list for the Hurricanes. He now has 20 career playoff goals past Eric Stahl, who has 19 for the Hurricanes. So big congratulations to him. But again, you know, one thing that I think the Hurricanes need to do in this game or in this series is continue to replicate what they're doing right here in game four. They're playing a full, complete team game. Auntie Ronta got the start in net again, which is something that I was didn't expect in uh, that game because of, you know, his injury history of kind of being someone that not the most durable and do you want to play him for four straight playoff games against a team that is playing extremely extremely physical taking some cheap shots do you really want to do that they did it and yeah there was that goalie interference call pretty early in the game but 
the Hurricanes were able to come out on top. Now, with this road playoff win, which was phenomenal, we needed to get that monkey off their back, needed that to happen. It was their first playoff win since June of 2021. If I remember correctly, I think that was against Nashville. Pretty sure it was against Nashville. I'm not 100% sure. It could have been against Tampa. It's either Nashville or Tampa. Actually, now I'm thinking it may have been Tampa that it was against. Just kind of thinking about uh, the series there. But the fact that they were finally able to get that first road playoff win, I think is going to be really big because a lot of these guys, they remember last year when they couldn't get a win on the road to save their lives. And now that they've finally been able to do that, I think they will really be able to get to their game and do what they do best. And that's when hockey games uh, dominate five on five plays, smother you on defense. I think that it's going to be, that's a mental hurdle for them. That's it's done. It's out of the way. They got the road playoff win. Uh, they got that first one out of the way. If you remember uh, a couple years back when they ended up going like nine or 10 and oh to start the season or something like that, just wouldn't lose a game. It got to a point where you're like, you know, they just needed to get that first loss out of the way, you know? And this kind of felt like that. They need to get that first road win out of the way. They're like, all right, we can win on the road. We can do this. Now they can have that off their shoulders and just go focus on game five tomorrow. They're not practicing today. So they're able to just kind of rest. You know, guys have, they be getting knocked around. And I think, you know, a day of rest will be good for them. I think it will be. And especially, you know, if it's Auntie Ronta again in game five, I, I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. And we'll talk about what we can potentially expect in game five right after this quick break, folks. All right, folks, it's time to dive into game five. And, you know, this is going to be you know, very you know, speculative uh, first off, you know, before we get into it, because they can end it in Raleigh. Now, some things that they need to do, things that I think could happen. You know, we're going to talk about all of that. Now, things that I think could happen, you know, Obviously, I think they very well can end it here in Raleigh. I do think that's a very strong possibility. But on the flip side of that, one thing with the Hurricanes is that they are going to be playing a very, very, very desperate New York Islanders team. And they are really going to have to bring their physicality in this game because the Islanders are probably going to be doing more of what we've seen throughout this series stuff after the whistle, taking, you know, some cheap shots. The Hurricanes are going to have to bring physicality, but they're not going to, you don't want them to stoop down to the Islanders level and have cheap shots and do stuff after the whistle. No, don't want to do that, but they're going to need to be prepared to push back. That's the thing. Don't stoop to the level, but push back as well. That's going to be really, really big. Because the Islanders, they're going to be desperate. It's win or go home for them here in Game 5 tomorrow. So that's going to be really, really big for the Hurricanes uh, is doing that. But they're also going to need their power play to continue to show up. 
And yeah, it did here in this game, uh, in game four. But they need that to continue because, again, this series is really coming down to special teams. It kind of feels like whoever's winning the special teams battle is winning the games. And the Hurricanes are going to need to win the special teams battle. Yeah, on the penalty kill, I think we're all pretty confident that the Hurricanes can win that battle. But in terms of the power play, the power play is going to have to show up. You can't you know, go in like you know, game three where you went, what was it, 0 for 4 on the power play? Yeah, 0 for 4 on the power play. You can't do that, especially in a win or go home game for the Islanders because they're going to take every opportunity. You know, they're shorthanded, you know, like they got a shorthanded goal there in you know, game four. They're going to be going for stuff like that. They're going to try to do everything that they possibly can to stay alive in these playoffs. And, you know, one thing I think with the Hurricanes, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see is will they go with a different goalie? Because, again, like we said with Auntie Ranta, yeah, yeah, he's been the hot set of hands as of late, but he's not used to playing these many games in the row. What are they going to do here in game five? Will it be Auntie Ranta again, which I think is a very real possibility? Yeah, you know, he's won every. He's been the guy, you know, this whole series. He's got you to the point where you can be advancing to the next round. But it's also not the most durable. It's not used to playing what would be five games in a row, five and much, and then five playoff games at that. It's not used to that. So do you go with Freddie Anderson if he's ready to go? Do you go with Piotr Kochekov if Freddie's not ready to go? What do you do here? I think you know you can make arguments for any guy, uh, but I honestly, I would say Antti Ranta again. He's the hot set of hands. He's got you to this point. I think you go with Antti Ranta, and you know because you're going against again a team that has going to be extremely, extremely desperate. Do you want to throw? Piotr or Freddie out there in that for their first playoff game, their first games, and however long it would be for uh, each individual. Do you really want to do that? Not saying that they wouldn't be up to the task. We know they both would be. But is that something you want to do? Is it? I personally go with Auntie Ranta here in this situation, but you also go and look at, you know, your lineup as is, you know, you're potentially down yet another player uh, with you know, uh, Jack Drury potentially being out with a concussion now. Like, what's the plan going to be here? You know, because you know, he was kind of slotting in on that first line with Ajo and Jarvis. Yes, I know a lot of that stuff was kind of fluid, but, you know, where is, where does he slot in now? You know, that's going to be, Really, really interesting for the Hurricanes of what they decide to do. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be real interesting to see what they do in terms of lineup. Yeah, they're, they're really dropping guys. And I think, you know, one thing they're going to have to do is, you know, play smart as well. You know, yeah, you need to push back, but don't risk injuring guys you've, 
you've lost Tavo. You've uh, now you've potentially lost Drury. You know, you're going in without Sveshnikov. You're going in without Pacioretty. You know, they need to play smart as well, and let's not have any other guys get injured. So, in the meantime, we just got to wait till Game Five tomorrow. It's winner go home uh, for the Islanders. So they're going to be playing very very desperate hockey. And the Hurricanes are got them on the ropes. Let's finish the match. Let's get it done. Let's move on to the second round. Let's play the winner of the Devils Rangers series. We got that first road playoff win out of the way. So that's going to be something they don't have to worry about in that series. But make sure you are following Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you in the next episode. And as always, let's go, Kane.